anybody who gets mutated, they're automatically ripped. Oh, automatically ripped. Yeah. So I just want just a little bit, you know, to where I can go in the gym and uh, be completely ripped. No, you know, I don't even have to do that, man. I get a little bit of mutagen. You never have to go to the gym again. It's like That's true. I'm, I'm going to look like that and then go to Pizza Hut. While that power mad fiend Shredder is battling those battlesome turtles on Earth this morning, I suppose I will kick back in the technodrome and listen to those two pestilential podcasters from Dimension Earths, Bebop and Rocksteady. Forgive me. I mean, Rob and Josh for another episode of Turtle Flakes. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Cowabunga, do do dudettes, and welcome to episode 111 of Turtle Flakes Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, is Mr. Josh O'Rourke. Hi, Cowabunga. Cowabunga, my friend, and we also have a very special guest and also a partner at this at this point. It's official. Our good buddy Brian. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Oh, doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, so for for those of you who might not know, we have a show coming up uh, actually on this same feed. So if you're listening to us, you'll be able to listen to this. No additional cost. I promise. It's all free. It's called Turtle Tracks. And uh, Brian, would you like us to uh, would you like to tell us all about what Turtle Tracks is and when it's going to release? Sure. Uh, so it'll be starting March 1st. Uh, we have already have a, a bunch of episodes uh, recorded and ready to go. Um, so it was just uh, born out of a desire for me to talk to these people who like I've looked up to and or not even knew who they were, but I wanted to know more about the turtles from every single angle. So, you know, if it's comic books or films or TV shows or whatever, or toys, I wanted to reach out to the people who made those things happen and have like, you know, a little conversation with them, like a short, like a half hour or so conversation. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. So yeah, you've gotten quite a few already, haven't you? Yeah. So, I mean, some of our early guests that I can, I can talk about right now. We'll, we will talking to uh, Pat Fraley, who was pretty awesome to talk to. Oh, wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Did he do the crying impression for you? He did. I mean, I, I couldn't, <laughs> you know, you don't want to like exploit them too much when they're on, but you have to ask them to do little things. So <laughs> exactly. Do the, do the thing you do right now. Do it. <laughs> do crying. Exactly. Yes. A- act angry at me. <laughs> and I requested, I, I spoke to Robbie wrist, who was Michelangelo in the turtles, in the original turtles films. And I had to have him do my, a, a cowabunga, of course. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. So, so what is it like for you, you know, as a fan? Because I know you're a diehard Turtles fan, just like we are. Uh, what's it like for you to finally meet your idols? Is it pretty? Are you nervous? Are you pretty starstruck? Or are you strictly down to business? Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I interview people for a living, and it's a big part of what my job is outside of this. So that's why I was oh, like, wow. you know what? I just want to talk to these people. Um, so, 
I mean, I'm a little bit nervous, but I have all my questions prepared and everything. So, I mean, uh, it's it's a little like I get like a little bit like anxiety rush before I do the phone call. And then then it's down to business once I'm, you know, hopefully I'm not sounding super nervous in the phone. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Is it okay to say that you're going to start with the Pat Fraley interview for March yes. 1st? Mm-hmm. Yep. For March 1st, that'll be the first one, uh, Turtle Tracks, um, with, with Pat Fraley. That'll be the first episode. Oh, that's great. And that's so that's so fitting, too, because that was our first interview, too. And I remember actually really feeling nervous because I'd never done a big interview before. And uh, that was a big deal for, for Josh and myself. And, uh, oh, man, he was so kind to us, so patient and so gracious with his, his um, information. And it just kind of made us feel comfortable, which in turn I think really – translated into a pretty daggone good interview he was just one of a kind and I'd, I'd love to personally talk to him again someday so so yeah looking forward to that guys um yeah again that'll be released here in actually as the time you hear this it'll probably only be a week after this recording on uh, march 1st so stay tuned for that guys um we're just trying to get some more content out there and um with you wanting to do this show that's kind of scratched an itch that we've been wanting to scratch for a long time, getting more interviews. Uh, so we're really, really excited just to have you a part of this, man. So let, let's start from the very beginning, man. I, I've always been curious about this. And I don't think we've ever talked about this. Can you describe just what got you into the Turtles in the first place? You know, Is there a certain memory that stands out to you uh, or a certain event that kind of just started the whole fandom for you? You know, I don't know. I, I, there's never, I'm, I'm 32. So, I mean, and I was born in 85. So, I mean, I think there's in my life, there's never been a time before turtles that I can remember. <laughs> Good Lord. Like, I remember the older for- than everybody that's ever on this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first figure I got, which I still have, but I don't know anything else. Like I don't know any initial memories. I just, it's always been there and it's never gone. It's never, there's never a point in my life where I was like, nah, I'm too old for this. And anytime yeah. I tried to grow out of it, I quickly regretted it. Like, I had a scratch figure growing up. Oh, I, wow. I reached a certain age where I was like, oh, I guess I should grow out of this. And I sold it. And then within a year, I spent more money to buy another one back. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that with video games, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know what that's like. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, uh, so do you have a particular um, favorite turtle? Oh, Donnie, hands down. Oh, that was the correct answer. That was the correct yeah, answer. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a conspiracy now that everybody just loves that. No, that's if you want to prove your geek cred, you have to, you better say Donatello. You know what? I, I, have, I have a little theory about why that why there's more Donnie fans now. I'm thinking when you were a kid, it didn't matter. Like, whatever your personality was matched to it. But the kind of people who still obsess over mutant turtles 25 years later are probably going to be nerds. Probably, <laughs> yeah. I think we just cracked it. We cracked the code there. That That is a good point, yeah. Even though, I mean, I love Donatello. He's not my favorite turtle, but I love Donatello, too. Donatello was very, it's very special to me because that was the first figure I ever got. Oh, I so. didn't know that, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm, yep. Was it the original Donatello, or was it uh, I actually a variant? Got, oh, God, it, it was dumb. I couldn't even get the toy right. I got, <laughs> um, it, my very first Ninja Turtle action figure was the wacky action Ninja Turtles with Donatello who would swim. So, oh, like, you, I remember that one. You wind up the key and his legs would flip. And I got, the, I, we had this dog at the time that completely ate that Donatello figure. <laughs> and, and so it was like maybe some weeks or months later, we were in a, my mom and I were in a Walgreens and I found the original Donatello. 
and I asked for it, and she got it for me. So that was that's really my first Ninja Turtle figure was the original Donatello. You know, no despite the story I just told you, the one to me <laughs> that was the first one was the original figure. Yeah. Wow. So I wonder if that was the re-release in the early '90s of the original line. No, it was it was really early on. Oh. So it was like '89 or something. So. Yeah, that's right. They may have existed before the first variants, like the Turtles in Disguise one, because I have one of those. I actually had that Donnie on card, because mine yeah. broke too, because it was a really easy to break toy. Yeah, it was fragile. <laughs> those legs. Well, you know, speaking of the toys, uh, are you a big collector there, Brian? Yes, very much. I mean, I have a, a handful of stuff on, on cards, just like some of my favorite stuff, but I've never gotten rid of a single toy, pretty much. <laughs> Smart so man. I've got. Yeah. Almost a complete collection from when I was a kid, with a couple, a couple of gaps. Not many though. Um, wow. And then I've also gotten the the NECA big movie figures and everything they've released for Turtles and uh, the Mondo figures. So yeah, I'm a diehard collector. That's my favorite part of this is collecting the action figures. I think that's awesome. And you know, on your radar, or maybe you've already talked to them at this point. weren't you going to talk to one of the uh, NECA creators? Yes. So uh, one guy who we had on our. Uh, who um, I interviewed was the guy who was like the project overseer from everything from NECA. His name was, um, uh, oh my God, what am I doing? Trevor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, his name is Trevor. And he uh, he didn't do the original NECA Red Mask Turtles, but yeah. everything after that he kind of oversaw. So the ones that you see um, that were released in the video game sets, the ones that were released in Comic-Con last year, as wow. well as these huge movie figures. He was like the pro, the kind of the guy who was in charge of the projects over that. Oh, very cool! And you've already talked to him. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually met him a while back um, at a movie screening of the first two Turtles films, and that was one of the motivators for me. I was like, you know what? Because I've been playing with this idea for over a year of doing this this podcast, and uh, I was like, I was talking to this guy in person. I was like, you know what? I think this is one of the main reasons why I'm going to go do this because I just want to talk to these people, and I might as well do it and record the hit the record <laughs> right. button. That's really cool, man. So that kind of uh, in- inspired everything that came after that. That's that's neat. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good job. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, Josh, you have a lot of those NECA figures, don't you? I do. Yeah, I. It's a love hate relationship with me. Really, it is. <laughs> this show is really bad for him, actually, Brian. It really is because, like, it. No, it's not the show. I mean, because I could have some self control, couldn't I? No, I'm an enabler. I should. Yeah, it's. But like you know, the NECA th- the NECA figures are so good. Their quality, for the most part, is like top notch. But it's just like you're gonna pay for that quality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh god, but they release such cool stuff. But it's so limited. Yeah, but yeah, it's, but they have a Casey Jones mask out that we need that I need. Oh yeah, no, I, I wanted to get that in the mutagen canister. But then the four baby turtle figures are coming out later in the yep. year. So I thought, which one's more important? It's like, well, I can get a Casey Jones mask. I can't get a baby turtle action figure from just anywhere, so I'm gonna wait. I'm waiting on those. So, you know, wow. Uh, how, how much are the uh, all four of them? That might be something I can afford. Bucks. It's a. It's gonna be a box. A box set. So it's fifty bucks for the box set. S- so long as like somewhere on the box it says pizza, pizza, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> pizza. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, so Brian, let me ask you something. Um, you know, since you are a big collector, what was one of your favorite toys growing up? I think to this day, my favorite, or at least certainly one of my favorites, at least from the classic line, was uh, D- Donnie in Disguise. I love that oh, one. Oh, that was oh, my first yeah. one. Yeah. 
I, you know, I, I'm with you there, man. I love that he comes with the mask, and uh, oh man, that was my <laughs> first turtle toy. <laughs> the Groucho Marx mask. I know, man. I love it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That man. one I'm a big fan of, and I like a lot of the classic weird characters. Like, I, for some reason, I love the walkabout figure and Scale Tail and weird ones yeah. like that. Oh, Scale Tail's awesome. I Scale Tail, yeah, possible to stand up, but I love him. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great figure. You got to curl yeah, his tail. You got to stand look, up. Yeah, I know. He looks terrifying too. Like he like took his tongue out and replaced it with a gun. It's like, oh, because <laughs> yep. he's that like that dude's hardcore, man. He's a hardcore. He's <laughs> you know, you're no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I love those. any anytime somebody can appreciate the old classic stuff. It's like I'm 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 there, man. I love the old Playmates line. That's my favorite. It's it's still never gotten to that quality for me. You know, I, I absolutely adore it. Yeah. Well, plus I just love the wacky colors, man, and the crazy designs and molds. I just miss that style uh, very very much. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there, man. Um, yeah, I've, I'll tell you one I've always won, and one that's always eluded me was Worm. I, and I know he's not too expensive, uh, but I just love his design. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah, of my favorites. I think I've got an extra Worm. He might have a broken arm, but if you if you want it, it's yours, man. Jeez, well, that'd be great. I'll, I'll, I'll pay you for your troubles. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think uh, i think I got to find the uh, – I, I know his arm is somewhere. I'll just <laughs> pop it back on. You won't be able to move it, but you'll have Worm for sure. Oh, that's, that's all that matters. Thank you, man. That's good to <laughs> no know. Problem. <laughs> See, this is great. Well, I appreciate uh, yeah. it so much. Here's a broken figure. Here you go. No, <laughs> hey, hey, he's he's gonna find the arm, <laughs> and even if he didn't, he's no, here somewhere. <laughs> he can't find it, so he puts like an arm to like an old Batman figure. Or he man, why just so much smaller? <laughs> uh, it's awesome. So, uh, you know, just I'm just generally curious because I, Brian, I don't think we've we've always corresponded, um, you know, via email and stuff, but we've just recently talked together and. Uh, I don't think I, I've ever asked you, um, are you a big fan of the comics or, uh, you know, is there a certain volume you, pre- you prefer? I mean, I've gotten into the comics uh, more recently. I, I mean, not more recently, but like when I was growing up, it was all the cartoon all the time. But then that over time, I went back and discovered the Mirage comics and really loved those. Um, I really, I mean, honestly, I, I'm and this is a, you know, I, this is a kind of, I think, a good approach to have when trying to do a recording is like i kind of am a, am a fan of everything like mm-hmm. i can even find some merit in next mutation although it's hard um like i'll find <laughs> something to like about those things um so i mean i i like the original comics i like the archie books honestly comic book wise though the new idw comics have been fantastic oh great. i agree yeah, yeah, and you know what? I really admire what you said there. You know that that you try to look at the positive of every single incarnation, and that's that's kind of been our vision. Yeah, you know, we're trying to look at every single facet of the turtles, and and um, you know, find some good in all of it. Because to to borrow the cliche, it's all good. And and as a matter of fact, today we're going to be talking about some of the Avengers comics. I mean, there's so much out there too that there, there's something for every type of fan. So I can relate to what you're saying there. And I like the fact that you you gave a little bit of props to Next Mutation, man. Not it takes a lot of guts to say that. I told you I they wasn't have... the only one. <laughs> yeah, Josh is a yeah, Josh is actually a fan of that show, so there you go. The toys for that show are great. Yeah. The toys are great. Yeah. yeah. The toys are great, yeah. So they're expensive though, because I guess they didn't make a lot of them. I, I have no clue, but like there's some figures, like the rank action figures and the shredder figure are all expensive. So I yeah. didn't even bother with it. That's a pretty cool shredder, though. That's one of my favorite shredders. It is yeah. a cool design. Yeah, I do yeah. like that shredder design. Yeah, I reviewed the uh, uh, Dragon, Dragon Lord, Lord figure a couple of weeks ago. 
<laughs> I was like, I'm glad I have the figure, but the figure is kind of lame. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just like this white dude who doesn't look like a dragon at all, but... or the design of the show at all. Yeah, I know he does. It. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if like the toy was the original design, and then at the last second they just changed it or what? I don't know, but cause there's I have not been able to find a lot of information on that show, you know, like the actual making of it. But of course, I haven't like really looked for it either. It's just kind of like there it is. I just take it as it is. Some of those, yeah, some of those designs I, I've not seen too many of them. I, th- I think they were only around for about a year or two, weren't they? They were around late nineties. Yeah. Wow. Like from ninety seven to ninety eight. Yeah. Did they ever have yeah, a Wick action that. figure? No. No. Oh, never had one. Wick. Never had Wick. Eh, Wait, which one's Wick? I'm sorry, it's been a while since he I was. That. He's a little guy, a little buddy. He was kind of like Shalacious Crumb for Jabba. Yep. The okay. <laughs> yep. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they had a toy of him. They oh, darn. Yeah. And I don't know why he didn't come with the Dragon Lord figure. You know, like the little plastic buddy figure that all yeah, the old. Yeah, be an accessory. Yeah. Yeah. But. No, I just kind of figured because, like, they never showed... They only showed Wick from, like, the chest up because, you know, it was a puppet. So they never had, like, a full design of him. They're like, ah, just from the shoulders up, that's all we need. So, <laughs> boy, off that. So. Well, good deal. So, uh, so Brian, uh, just curious, man. Is there a favorite vid- or a favorite movie of yours that you like? Oh, Handily is the first one, I think. like, And honestly, <laughs> not only is the first one my favorite... Like of the turtle movies, like it's it's one of my favorite movies, and I think it's like I think it's honestly from everything comics, cartoon. That's to me my very favorite version of the turtles ever. Wow, nice. I can see that. I, yeah. I'm with you there too. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know why we ask that question anymore because we know the answer. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever said otherwise. People, like, do you like the '90 movie? You know, yeah. Well, you know, you know what's funny about that is and that reminds me of in high school. I actually thought I was in the minority there uh, because I uh, I asked all my friends at lunch one time, uh, you know, which one was their favorite Turtles film, and they all unanimously said Secret of the Ooze. And yeah. I was, and, and, and you know, the the more I got to thinking about it, they were all a year or two younger than me. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's you know the one they 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 saw growing up. Then they actually missed out on the first one for a while. I didn't see it till after the fact, but. Yeah, but you know, since then, obviously, I've I've heard a lot more people say the original film, and uh, you know, me hands down, that was the first film that started it all for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that rooftop well, Steve scene. Steve Barrett still is me. one of my interviews too. So, I mean, that was really cool to talk to the director of that film. So, yeah, wow. what was that like, man? If if you could just talk about that real quick. Um, that was cool. I mean, like you know, he's uh, up until recently, I didn't know he was British, uh, but he. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He was great to talk to. I mean, he was really uh, gracious with his time, and like you know, he was he was happy to do the interview. I was happy to put to rest one of the long-standing uh, turtles myths that has always bothered me personally. Uh, what so, was that? Um, so I'm a huge Jim Henson fan. Like the only thing that, and then I, not more than the turtles. The only thing to come close to me is the Muppets, as far <laughs> as my fandom. So I, I love Jim Henson and everything like that. I watch Sesame Street every week. Like, I love Jim Henson. And it's widely believed that he didn't like the Turtles film, but he didn't like the violence in it. And uh, that's sort of the – most people believe that that's the case. Who cared to think uh, – who cared to find out about it? But, like, that's yeah. been, like, the thought. And I, I've always thought that, oh, man, Jim Henson made these great Turtles, but he didn't like them. And I was like, oh, it's terrible. So I asked uh, Steve Barron about it, and he said, no, that's not the case. He did have some reservations about the violence to begin with. But the end product, he liked the film a lot. He really did. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I always heard that he didn't like it. That's why 
you know, he had to be convinced to do a sequel or his company had to be convinced to do the sequel. And just because, I mean, you just hear stuff like that about how you hear that over and over about how much he didn't like the first movie. Hmm. No, it was just some initial reservations, but the final, because he was afraid of the violence. And uh, Steve Barron said he equated it to kind of like, you know, the three musketeers adventure swashbuckling stuff. Yeah. And convinced him to do the film, and the final product, Jim Henson was really happy with, which I'm, which I was thrilled to hear. That's cool. Great. Yeah, man, I'm really curious. Uh, since you do interview all these people that have, some of them may not have worked with the Turtles in a while. Are you ever worried about just asking them stuff that they just straight up don't remember? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> been a big fear, especially for I think, especially for actors, because like yeah. I'm always afraid of like. Yeah, and that was a gig 30 years ago. What, next question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, because, I mean, we interviewed Jim Lawson, what, three months ago, Rob, like in November? Mm-hmm. And I just felt bad because I think he even said one time, <laughs> I had asked him a question. He's like, I got to think back like 25 years. I was like, oh, crap. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just felt bad because, you know, I mean, you don't remember what you, I mean, I don't remember brushing my teeth yesterday. And now I got to think back to like 20 years ago. It's like, man, just, how does that make you feel? Has there ever been a dud where you ask a question and they just straight up don't remember and you just can't get any answer from it? I've been okay. Uh, I mean, I've done six recordings so far. So, I mean, like, it's still got a ways to go before I start really uh, crapping the bed on, like, that. I, 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 kinda, <laughs> I try to keep it short, too. So, I, I've kept it to, like, half hour so that, you know, like, uh, maybe 40 minutes, but, like, I don't want to run out of questions. So, I'm, like, you know, try to kind of pack the show. Um, the only thing that came in like the one time it did happen uh so far it was actually kind of cool um so robbie wrist uh the original voice of mikey is one of the early interviews you're going to hear and he was also mondo gecko on the newest cartoon oh that's right yeah and that's actually only the second that's the one of three turtle characters he's played and he didn't know about the third one so he actually guested on the 87 series in one obscure episode and oh. he hadn't remembered about it at all. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Do you remember what episode it was? It was, uh, it was 95. It was called the, Sh- I think it was Showdown or something like that. And it was one of those episodes where, like, Carter's in it. It's the red sky. They're turning into monsters. When it's like, all right, the show is past its prime. But he is a, <laughs> I think he's a villain or something. Wow. wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, 95. That was late. Wow. But that, that was kind of cool. That's though. cool. That, that's really neat. So you so you got him to do the Calabunga, huh? Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! I, it was I, after know I signed off, and I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I forgot. I need to do a Calabunga." <laughs> was it just like uh, you know back in nineteen ninety? Yes, very much. Oh man, you know it's amazing the longevity of these guys' voices. I mean, it just I'm like when I I remember when I we first talked to Pat Fraley. I mean, his crang is spot on. Townsend Coleman's Michelangelo still spot on. Thirty years later, it's oh, it's yeah. mind boggling. Yeah. Well, man, uh, so why don't you tell our listeners, you know, how everyone can find you? Because I know, although your show is going to be on our feed, you know, how can listeners find your specific pages and, uh, you know, kind of get all the updates uh, from your show? Uh, well, uh, I'm on Twitter at BV Hooker. My last name is Van Hooker, hence the, the that word being everywhere. My, and on Twitter, it's BV Hooker. And uh, same thing on Instagram, at BV Hooker. All right, good deal. And do you think you're going to have a Facebook page for Turtle Flakes, Turtle Tracks anytime soon? Boy, I don't know. That sounds like work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I try to avoid it, too. <laughs> 
Well, cool, man. Well, yeah, and and you know, obviously, we'll we'll keep you guys all up to date. Well, we're our goal is to publish these episodes on the first of every month. So every month you'll get a new interview, uh, at least one. So uh, we're, we're very excited about the first interview, and and me as a fan, I'm excited to give these a listen because I've not heard these either. So really, really excited. And uh, Brian, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's it's been a blast, and dude, you're welcome on any time. Seriously, you're you're part of this family now. Well, thank you, and uh, you know, guys, thank you for your generosity and like using your feed. Like, I, I, you know, I've been a fan of your show for a while, and I, you know, I, I just felt like I really wanted to talk to these people, and I didn't want to step on any toes. So it's nice to kind of share it with you guys and be a sister show, and it, it's I'm really excited about it and grateful. Hey, absolutely, man. That well, well, so are we. You know, you're doing yeah. kind of the hard work for us. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we've been trying to get interviews, and it's like, no, we don't. We don't no. Yeah, no. you know, we've had some, you know, we, we tried to reach out and, you know, it's just like you, you win some, you lose some. Uh, some people don't just don't want to do any interviews. So, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of pressure off us to keep searching for more. We've always wanted to do more. And, I, you know, I'm off social media now, or at least Facebook. Uh, so it, it's even harder now. But, but dude, thank you so much for, for what you do. And, uh, dude, as a fan, I am totally pumped for this. So, so listeners, stay tuned. March 1st will be the first interview with Pat Fraley, the legendary Pat Fraley. So, Brian, thanks again, and cowbunga, dude. Thank you, cowbunga. All right, man, have a good one. You too. All right, guys, so if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, at turtleflakes, all one word. We do have a Facebook group page, thanks to our good man, Mr. T, for manning that page. Uh, it is facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. We do have a TurtleCom hotline, and our number is 865-309-4875. You can call us about anything. As a matter of fact, our question of the day is coming up, so I'd love to hear uh, you guys call about that. Uh, don't forget our good friend Mark Pellegrini, who's got uh, the legendary TMNT Entity blog. Uh, basically, anything you want to know about the comics um, and all the uh, little Easter eggs that are in the comics, check out his blog. You'll love it. Speaking of awesome, our good buddy Anthony Hernandez, he has a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Bat Bomb 82 where he reviews the classic and modern turtle toys. It's called Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. So check that out on YouTube, and that link is in our show notes. Also, I'm a proud co-host of a Star Wars podcast called Star Wars Ties, where we just cover classic and modern uh, Star Wars books. I knew that was coming. I could feel it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot similar to Turtle Flakes and the layout. A couple of nerds, like Josh said, just Turtle talking Flakes about Star Wars books. Oh, get out of here. Whatever. The force <laughs> is strong with Star Wars Ties. You don't know. I can't wait to have me guest, guest star on that show. No way, you're not coming on. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> you're like, bad now. Star Trek was better. So <laughs> You'd just be trolling us the whole time. Yeah, but you know what? Like, just imagine the Jedi fighting the Borg. Come on. Oh, that'd be interesting. Crossover. Yeah, that's true. So uh, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. It's just a network of family-friendly retro podcasts. And also, we are proud partners of the Retro Gaming Times magazine, uh, which is a free online magazine dedicated to classic electronics and video games. The link for it is classicplastic.net slash TRT. And the big announcement I wanted to definitely mention today is that we have a brand new website. Josh Witt, our good buddy Jay Weezy, has redone everything, being the tech guru that he is and the web address is still turtleflakes.com but all the episodes are on there now you might have noticed your feed has changed a little bit i noticed that some of our listeners they had to re-download some episodes i think somehow the when the rss feed was transferred over to the website 
somehow that kind of I don't know was funky with some of our subscriptions and um, our episodes downloaded again. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but hopefully nothing's different now. But a hub for all of our episodes and back episodes is on turtleflakes.com now. And hopefully I can figure out how the, to use the website. I know Josh designed everything. So um, I'm the one who edits the show. So once I post it on Podomatic, I'll try to post it on the website as well. Also, like we said, Turtle Tracks will be debuting with their premiere episode on March 1st. So that's here in a few days as you're hearing this. And... I'm still doing the Issue 10 Metalhead Giveaway. If you write us a review on iTunes between now and the end of February, which I guess by the time you're hearing this is almost over, um, <laughs> you are eligible for a giveaway. So thank you so much. We've gotten, I think, two uh, reviews since, and we, we can't thank you enough. That really does help out the show. Um, thank you guys so much for the feedback. Uh, we always love um, hearing from you guys. And last but not least... We have a question of the week, and hopefully this will be a good segue for you, Josh, because you know a lot more about this than I do. Um, The question of the week is this. Which of the 2018 Playmates Turtle Toys do you like best and why? We talked in the last episode about, you know, the character designs, and this week we did get some pictures of some of the toys. I'm not going to see all of them yet. I've been off of Facebook for a little while, so I've missed on a lot of that stuff, but I did see a group picture and I did see some of the flipping toys, which were interesting looking. But that's all I know, except for what Josh had just shown me this morning. I did see the turtle tank, which was – personally, I really liked it. But, yeah, that's the question for you guys. Which TMNT toy do you like best and why? Uh, talking about the new series. So, Josh, you know, what about you, man? What do you think of the new toys? You know, I mean, this should be a surprise to absolutely nobody, but I'm really, I'm really into it. You know, I I really quite like them. Um, definitely like they they showed off. I'm reading this on a website called ToyArc.com. Um, of course, uh, New York Toy Fair is starting today. Like as of right now, they're probably opening the doors right now. Um, so toy uh, Toy Fair is for press only. It's not open to the public. But usually, the I guess the day before to, um, Toy Fair, they have like a super secret press only kind of photographs only deal where they show off what's going to be some of what's going to be shown off throughout toy fair and this one playmates just officially released uh rise of the ninja turtle figures uh advertisements and so they showed off a few sets here they've got the basic series which is just the average uh, highly detailed action figures are uniquely sculpted and fully articulated with heights ranging from 3.25 inches to 5 inches. And you can kind of see where the turtles kind of fall in line with that. Where, like, I think some people might be a little disappointed where Raphael looks like he's technically the shortest turtle, but he's like the broadest looking one. And Michelangelo is actually the tallest one, which is weird because he's never been depicted that way. <laughs> That's fine. But I really love it, kind of goes old school with the turtles where, like, they're all slightly different shades of green. Um, they all have specific facial gestures to them. Uh, their weaponry is what really excites me. You know, for the first time ever, it's not just a hunk of like brown or gray plastic. Like their weapons are actually individualized to them, and they're all like translucent uh, pieces of plastic that like have energy flames of energy around them. And Michelangelo, I'm just gonna say this right now, he's got my favorite weapon where he's got a nunchuck. But one end of it is a boxing glove. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's awesome. I love that. And Michelangelo would totally think of that. Um, 
But yeah, these figures look really cool. They look like they have the same basic points of articulation of like a 2003 era action figure where you can see that there's hinges at the knees and the elbows. And it looks like even an ankle articulation, which is great. Uh, they're all flat. They're all flat footed, which is perfect for just standing up, just quick, easy stand them up. Um, even though I do like that dynamic stance kind of thing. Uh, that turtles usually have, but they look like they have swivel at the hips. They have elbow or shoulder articulation. Pretty decent. looks like they have, and this is just, I don't know this, but it's just looking at the uh, art here or the pictures here. It looks like they got, you know, a uh, pretty decent neck articulation too. They showed off the uh, giant figures, which are 10 and a half to 11 inches tall with 13 points of articulation. Uh, those look almost as good as just the basic figures they look like they have like almost like a shine to them like when you get like metallic variant toys uh where they're just shiny for whatever reason and that's just a design choice it's not necessarily one i'm a fan of but that's not because it's ninja turtles it's i don't i don't like the metallic versions of any kind of figures i don't unless you're like buying a turtle or buying an action figure that would warrant it like an iron man or uh power rangers or something like that um but they still look cool um there's also they also show off the april o'neill figure which i think the april figure looks great she's got two baseball bats and she even comes with a little cat sidekick you know like almost like the little plastic (gasps) ice cream kitty no 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 just the cat there's no ice cream kitty uh but there is a cat and the cat has like a lightning bolt mask or something like that. It looks it looks really cool. It looks very cute. Well, it sounds to me like the perfect accessory. Uh, you gotta th- you have to think of a new cat pun. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Ah, don't worry. I got nine lives to figure it out. Uh- <laughs> okay, that, see, there you go. Well, you know, every now I'm gonna have the one. Adams family, and you did something better. <laughs> oh, uh, well, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's cool. Man. Uh, so it looks like they have. Let's see. Then there's the Splinter action figure. They showed off that one. The Splinter character design is incredibly divisive, and that's mm-hmm. fine. He's like a little, he's like a short squat kind of figure. Um, but he, to me, he looks kind of like Master Shifu from Kung Fu Panda. But if you don't like <laughs> it, I completely understand because it's pun not intended. It is radically different. Uh, oh, I think that pun was intended. That was very intended. <laughs> See how it's done, Rob. Uh huh. That was it's incredibly different than any other Splinter action figure or character concept ever. And you know what? Haven't seen the thing in motion. Haven't held the action figure in my hand, so I'm not going to say it's bad or good until I see that. But they've also showed off a couple of new villains where they've got these new ninjas. They're kind of like cannon fodder for the Ninja Turtles. They're kind of like the foot soldiers, but they're called the Origami Ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they <laughs> actually look pretty cool. They've got these nice. like, really deep bluish green ninja uniforms on with these orange masks. Uh, I guess they're not really about blending in the shadows, but they look <laughs> pretty cool. I like them, you know, and they have their first villain, like major villain being uh, revealed here with a figure for a villain called Meat Sweats. <laughs> <laughs> and Meat Sweats, he's a giant pig who's a butcher, and he... <laughs> he fights the Ninja Turtles with a giant meat tenderizer, like those hammers with the jagged edges on them. Oh, nice. He looks really cool. I like it. 
they show off the uh, the sewer playset, and if you look at the sewer playset, you see the the big bad of the show, Draxon, like the I don't know Draxon, but the guy who's voiced by John Cena. You see him mm-hmm. in the middle of it. No, so, you can't see him. You can see. Oh yeah, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was good. But they show off, you know, they show off plenty of the other vehicles. They show off the uh, the flipping Ninja Turtles, which I'm not really a fan of because they just look fat, and I don't, I don't really care. And you know what? <laughs> but you know what? Like, even that, I'll give a little bit of defense to because every time they've tried that type of figure with that action feature, they've looked. They like, all look like that. They look. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So whatever. You can't really with the mechanisms needed to do that. You can't really slim that down. So that gets a pass for me but mm-hmm. um with that being said i really enjoyed i'm really i'm looking forward to buying these man i cannot wait to get i'm at least gonna get the basic figures you know i i, I can't wait to get my hands on these and really do a proper review on them but they look incredible you know i i really think they look cool i'm liking them and again this is it's going to look it's probably going to look different when you had the figure in your hand Sure, yeah. Because these are production images that have been taken by a a professional photographer with direction from the actual toy manufacturer. So, of course, they're going to look good. So Yeah, yeah. And and for me, like, you know, one thing I want to stress to the listeners is even if you don't like the designs, it seems like the figures are actually pretty good quality with the articulation. I mean, we've not seen, obviously, what the cards are going to look like or anything like that. But I have seen... The turtle tank, I have seen the sewer layer, and I have seen the original line, um, or the core line of figures, and yes. they look like quality figures. And they're, yeah. one thing I, I've been kind of uh, surprised by, and, and especially with the turtle tank, is how colorful they are. So that's one good thing. They're not so bland. And, you know, I'm still not sold on the designs, but I don't hate them either. Yeah. But the toys, the toys do look pretty cool. I'll, I'll definitely have to buy the original line and that turtle tank's pretty sweet I, if i have the money <laughs> i may have to pick it up one day yeah well i've only got one turtle van and that was the original one mm-hmm. mostly because that was the one i really wanted and i don't have room for i don't have room for giant uh play sets or anything yeah oh yeah. and that sewer play set is huge i know yeah and that's that's what that's been kind of the uh, the modus operandi for playmates lately is just those giant vertical playsets, and I don't really know. I guess that's a super popular design. I don't really know why they don't go back to the original one. Uh, just because that layout was good, where like you had just the two, you could do two or three rooms, and then do a street level, and that would be great. But this is why I don't work in the toy business. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but. Obviously, it's something that's popular because, like, there. This is, I think, like the sixth sewer playset that's been in that style. You know, because there were two for the 2012 uh, series, and then they had for the 2014 and 2016 films. Those two toy lines had sewer sets, mm-hmm. and like the 2016, the Out of the Shadows Ninja Turtles had a sewer set just like that. But like the cardboard background of the city that was you plug into the top. It like had the technodrome in the background and everything. It looked it looked insane, and it was like three feet tall or something like that. It was crazy, you know. So wow, yeah. It's it's obviously working for him. So no, but oh, yeah. I I am very happy with what we've seen so far. You know, I can't wait to get them. You know, well, 
yeah, well, there you have it, guys. Hey, it looks promising. Uh, and do we know when they're going to be released yet? Uh, no, not as of right now. No. Uh, okay, um, gotcha. I, Toy Fair is. I mean, like I said, Toy Fair is starting today, so I would imagine release details are going to be uh, coming soon. I would imagine it's going to be around August if the cartoon is starting in September. You know, mm. so I would imagine like late summer, early fall, we're going to get them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, good deal, guys. Well, we got that to look forward to. And also, we've got an awesome comment to look forward to. Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's Comic Classroom. Prepare to be schooled. Josh and I were joking about this before the show. We um, obviously we're going back to uh, the Adventures series here, where we're due for that, and we have jumped out of order so many times. I'm the blame for it. I've just lost track of the numbering. And we're <laughs> not write even this stuff down. In. You're you know? right. I know. I know. How did I do that? But uh, did you do yeah. that? We're in single digits. I know. I know. And apparently, we had completely skipped over issue five of the Adventures series, and this is a big one. This is a not necessarily a debut. This wasn't the first appearance of the character, but this is a comic debut of Man Ray. Well, actually, no, I'm wrong there. It's not the comic debut, and I'm going to talk about that later because that's one really? of the things. Uh, yes, it. it I'll, I'll tell you what I mean here in a minute. I'll give you a little hint right now. The inside cover of this issue, I've got the original here. Okay. It's an ad for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal. So that's a little foreshadowing for why this is not the debut of Man Ray. He was in Ray. the cereal? Yeah, okay, it's crazy to think about. I didn't know about this till today that TMNT Serial actually had a th- – um, some of the boxes had mini comics in them, and I think they were done by Peter Laird and Ryan Brown. Uh... There was only three of them that I know of, and they were just these short comics done by Laird and Brown, and the third comic from this TMNT Serial had Man Ray in it. And I think – now, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong here, but all signs point to Ryan Brown being the creator of this character. That's what I've noticed, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's either him or Peter Laird, but I'm, I'm about 80% sure it's, uh, it's Ryan Brown. And yeah, apparently in the serial comic book – and I'm not talking about serial as in newspaper serials. I'm talking about actual yummy, delicious cereal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man Ray could actually fly. It's like he had Superman-like powers in what? that issue. Yeah. <laughs> I've not read it. I've not read it, but I'm going to go ahead and provide a link in the show notes to Mark Pellegrini's article. He actually reviewed these, and man, oh, man, I would love to get my hands on these, but you're not going to believe how expensive they are. On, I bet on... they are stupid expensive, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and they can't be very long. I would assume they're probably 10, 15 pages long. No um, way. If they came with a box of cereal, they're like five pages. Maybe, yeah. I I'm guarantee, just... yeah. Right, right. And the artwork's great. I mean, these came – by the way, this came out in 89. Don't remember what time of year, but there was only three of the comics put in these these boxes of cereal. Uh, and – Oh, what was I going with that? Oh, I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> oh, dang it. What was I trying to say? Oh, oh, oh. So anyway, so I, I searched up on eBay just to see if they were on there. Yes, they're on there. But issue two of it was yeah. $50, and issue three was like 35 which is a lot of money to pay for, you know, something that's, that's kind of small. Com- for a mini-comic, but at the same time, 
oh man, like you know my personality. You know I'm all over random stuff like this. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff like right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, where, where toys are your thing, and I love toys. Yeah, I think the random stuff is my thing. Yeah, <laughs> and this is something I totally want, but I can't. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for like a little five page comic. You know, I right, right. I man. I would not do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm and with you. I'm telling you, you shouldn't do that, man. You know, it's bad. <laughs> right exactly that's true <laughs> yeah I, I almost had you convinced to buy a sewer set this morning i know i know I, i'm not pulling the trigger do it, yet do it, do it. Do it. Do stop it. it you're enabling <laughs> yeah. do 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 it won't stop do 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 i right, fine fine i'll vote it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so the technodrome forums i'm sure they maybe have scans of these or so, somebody probably does i would love to read them so listeners if you know where we can find these and read them and review them i would love to do it on the show Please reach out to us. Give us a call. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you about that. And if anyone actually has these, please, please, please take pictures of them and send them to us because uh, we're jealous. We, we definitely want to see them. I would love to see them, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're great. And I saw a couple of clips on TMNT Entity, and the artwork's pretty fantastic. And I think it's even colored. So, um, you know, really good stuff there. So, anyways, guys, we are on issue five today of the TMNT Adventures. Let me pull my show notes up. And this particular issue, the plot was done by Dean Clarain, a.k.a. Steve Murphy, and Ryan Brown. It was written by Dean Clarain, penciled by Ken Matroni, inked by Dave Garcia, lettered by Gary Fields, colored by Barry Grossman, and edited by Victor Gorlick. This particular issue was published in October of 1989. According to TMNT Entity's Turtle Tips, this issue was... Um, uh, Man Ray would return in Yo-Ho-Ho and a bottle of Mutagen, which it was one of the... Uh, adventure specials. I think it was the third one, um, and I think I actually have that. It was a. Uh, I think it had two or three short stories, and Man Ray was in that one. Um, and also, he is in the Mighty Mutant Animals ongoing issue number three. And there was an eight-page prologue to this issue that was added to the TMNT Adventures Volume One collection, published by Tundra. Yeah, Man Ray actually debuted a f- few months before this issue was released. In the TMNT serial comics, that's actually how I found out through this this blog that about those comics, and the comics were done were from Ralston Purina, Ralston Purina. I don't know if that was the publishing company. And yeah, this is where Mark says in that early incarnation he could fly like Superman, a power dropped by the time he appeared in TMNT Adventures. So, uh, there you go. Thinking that's crazy. It's like he's a threat from on land, sea, and air. You know, <laughs> you don't mess with him. You, well, no. you cannot get away from the guy. Just don't. Don't even try. Yeah, unless they have, like, some kind of manta ray Kryptonian yeah. stuff. Yeah. I have one of those plastic things that hold Coke cans together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, he gets caught he in it. Caught <laughs> oh, no, no, pollution, no. <laughs> oh, speaking of pollution, oh, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, this, this uh, I think there's one little um, subtle hint about pollution in this issue, which oh, kind of... Is. yeah. Yes, which kind of sets the whole tone of what the adventures comics would eventually be known for and i and i really like that that's a nice touch well yeah because i mean uh ray man ray not ray Fillet, but man ray was the leader of the mutant animals mm-hmm. so and they and that like if you read that book it it totally went into just like the archie book uh, just the adventures book itself it like really went into you know we need to pay attention to the earth because it might not i mean we're it's going to be here forever and we won't be yeah, wh- which one was the issue? Was that the one with the wrestling, the intergalactic wrestling one, where they they were traveling back in time? Yeah, yeah, the the one with Ace Duck. Yeah, Kalik sends them to New York a hundred years into the future. Yeah, and yeah. New York sucks. It's like madness. 
and like just in a hundred years. And then he's like, and, and then Kalik was like, oops, sorry, you weren't supposed to see that. Bye. And they send them back to 1990, whatever the year it was when it came out. Right, right. We're just like, oh, crap, what do we do? It's like, well, there's probably nothing you can do. Right. It, that was still within the uh, first ten issues of the comic, too. So there's, there's like, a couple of... Like three issues after this one. I think it's issue eight. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a couple of those kind of um, warning signs already. So I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, and I like what Mark says here. He says, don't be confused. Though he's called Man Ray in the Archie comic, he is the same character as Ray Filet from The Toy Line. He never properly appeared in the Fred Wolf cartoon. He was set to appear in Season 4 episode Rebel Without a Fin, but objections from Ryan Brown saw him replaced by a generic character named Ray, which which makes me think, again, that Ryan Brown was the creator of this character. So I think uh, so, yeah. Well, at the time, too, when that episode was supposed to air, they were like just this close to getting a Mighty Mutanimals animated series. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but just the cancellation of the comic just act, put the put the kibosh on that animated series. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sucks because that means we would have gotten Mutanimals action figures. That's oh man, uh, I know. Darn. Yeah, so this issue was reprinted in the UK by Fleetway in Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, and it was actually issue number eight. You know, I, I want to ask our listeners uh, overseas, especially, if they can kind of give us some insight in why the numbers are different between the American release and the uh, overseas releases, you yeah. know, the Hero Turtles releases. So if you guys know that uh, and would like to share with us, we would love to share your answer on the show. I would imagine, like, technically speaking, the first three issues adapted the first season of the cartoon. Right, that's what and I was wondering. then they did issue one. And overseas, it was probably just issue one was the first of the three-part miniseries. I, yeah, okay. I can see that, yeah. Because they're ahead of us, yeah. Yeah, that's just my theory. So Yeah, all right. Well, guys, it's your responsibility to prove Josh wrong. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, if, our, uh, if our group page loves anything... <laughs> so. Oh no, no, no! They love you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. At least somebody does. Yeah, <laughs> all right, guys. So uh, this one, I really like this issue. First of all, the cover is—it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you got this giant manta ray guy with a harpoon gun looking <laughs> off at the distance at the Empire State Building while the turtles battle Shredder, or at least three of the turtles battle Shredder. I don't know where Leo is. He took off. He's like, I'm out of here. He's not there. He's like, I'm going to go get a soft pretzel, you know. <laughs> what yeah. did I miss? <laughs> Let me get a pizza pretzel. So Yeah. Be- oh, well, that might ha- we might have to close the show with that. Yeah, pizza pretzel, man. Yes, yes. So this particular issue, when you open it up, once again, you see an ad for TMNT cereal, and now I get why. Very cool. Very clever <laughs> little cross-promotion there. And this one's called Something Fishy Goes Down. And the turtles are at an aquarium here in Jersey City. And Jersey City, they keep that location in mind because they got quite a long walk. They walked back <laughs> ahead to of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking a, but they're ninjas. Don't worry about it. I get that, but that's like so. I don't know how far that is, but I know it's far. <laughs> exactly, it's got it's got to be far. I, I don't know if they could trek it all in one night, unless they ran the whole way. I don't know. So yeah, this is July third, early evening, Burroughs Aquarium outside of Jersey City, New Jersey. And the turtles are admiring their this this giant manta ray, and that's when I guess the aquarium owner or one of the managers gets really technical, talks about all the facts of manta rays, and he's like, 
But that's no mere fish, that's a ray, a ray, and because of its cephalic fins, its heads, its head fins, it's called the lesser devil ray, more commonly known as the manta. And he just keeps going on and on with that. But he's like, oh, by the way, guys, you gotta go. We're closing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one weird thing is, though, on page three, uh-huh. the middle panel, if you look up at the skies, the skies are blue, and then the, and the next panel, it's nighttime. That's a Sunday. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> They're closing early for Sunday, then it's like night. Uh, well, I mean... We don't know how far... Oh, wait, never mind. I was going to say, we don't know how far away, how long they've been walking. It could just be like two hours later. Because mm-hmm. they have to walk from New Jersey to New York. <laughs> yeah, a little stroll. <laughs> but then on the last panel on page three, you see that it's nighttime, and you see the aquarium like right behind them. So I was like, oh, okay. Not that far <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> yeah, so and, uh, by the way, I love how the, the turtles have just coats on and a hat, and no one questions them. I know, yeah. I was just gonna say that. It's one of those things you don't want to question because... It's a cartoon, or it's a comic, because, you know? Because then the whole thing just sinks right from under you, you know? It's Absolutely. Like, it's drilling a hole in your own boat. And, <laughs> you know, real, honestly, I mean, it works because it works, because comics, you know? Absolutely, yes. It's always been Ninja. I mean, and the joke of it is, is that it doesn't work, you know, because, like... You remember in the movie when Raphael running after Casey Jones and he's yeah. like, what's that? And that guy's like, look like a big turtle in a trench coat. And just like nobody cares. You know? You go yeah. to LaGuardia, right? You go to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> so the next scene opens up with, it says, meanwhile, nearby in a New York harbor. And then we get Shredder's new submarine tank or whatever that is. Yeah. I love the face. It looks like a giant shark from the bottom. <laughs> it looks like a piranha. Yeah. <laughs> Shredder is, you know, once again squabbling with Krang and stuff, and and uh, Shredder blames Bebop and Rocksteady for spilling some mutagen down the sewers, and Krang's like, how much mutagen do they spill? And Shredder's like, all of it? <laughs> and uh, Krang's furious, and Shredder's like, wait a minute, hang on, hang on, I've got plans for the 4th of July, we're gonna blow up the Empire State Building, that's, that's the plan. Statue of Liberty. Uh, oh yes, I'm sorry, Statue of Liberty, not the Empire State Building, jeez, what am I thinking? And I love Bebop and Rocksteady here. They first of all, every character in this comic book looks exactly like the cartoon, which is wonderfully done by Ken Matroni. I think he's my favorite um, artist in the Ent- Adventures yeah. series so far. Um, you know, it's everything's just spot on. There's no weird discrepancies in in the character designs or anything like that. It's just just wonderful. Um, if anything, it's a little bit better here because they they're just doing single images, so they can get really detailed with their yeah. Uh, Facial gestures and their body language and everything—it just—it looks, it looks. Uh, this uh, it's so cool. I love this. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, Shredder hints around that he's got some big plans for the Fourth of July, and then it cuts away to the owner once again of the aquarium, mm-hmm. and uh, this is uh, once again kind of strange here to me. It's uh, it says I'm going to shut the lights now, and then he pets the manta ray, which is kind of foreshadowing there but again you look up the skies blue sky or unless is that the ceiling of the aquarium that's the aquarium oh okay i He's got inside you. there yeah so and then he walks out okay i that makes sense then so he leaves and then he does his own private investigate uh investigating and he's got his little tape recorder and he goes 7 p.m on my way to the sewer pipe on bayview beach mm-hmm. so hoser you want to explain what happens next Okay, so, like, his whole thing is, like, he knows that some toxic stuff is being dumped, and he is completely against that because 
all the water from the sewer runs into the main water in the oceans and rivers and all that because all water in the world is connected. And so it's like if if he wants to stop the pollution, so he's getting evidence of toxic waste being dumped. And like an idiot, I mean, <laughs> this dude's smart. Obviously, this dude is smart, but like, I don't know why he does this, you know. But he reaches into those into uh, the water of this drainage pump of the sewer system because he needs evidence of toxic waste being dumped in there. So he reaches into this big puddle of water barehanded and pulls out <laughs> mutagen. And since he touched a man ray or a manta ray, uh, the last thing that happened, the last thing he touched was a manta ray. And now he touches the mutagen. He gets turned into, you know, uh, yeah. and ray and gets washed out. Uh, suddenly gets washed out of the tube uh, and gets thrown into the actual ocean itself as the turtles are walking down uh, the beachfront. Uh, not beachfront, but the uh, the coast. The coast. Yeah. So, and it's it's actually pretty cool. He's tape recording himself, which is why he's talking so much, and he's explaining what he wants to do. And so then the turtles are walking down the coastline, and all of a sudden, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady spot them using the uh, periscope on the piranha submarine or whatever they want to call it. Right. And, and so. uh, one, one thing I thought was really cool in the original, uh, if you have the, the original issue, if you look right after page eight, there's a giant ad for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action feature film coming in 1990. Oh, wow. So, oh, it's great. It's great. So just wanted to mention that. So keep on going, Jose. Uh, so let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady immediately just want to go muck with the turtles. They want to go fight them. <laughs> and Shredder's like, nope, shut up. And they're like, no. <laughs> and then so um, all of a sudden, let's see. So all of a sudden, uh, they noticed they noticed the turtles and Shredder like decides, I guess he decides to just go ahead and fire a torpedo at him. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I read that wrong. So Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder fire a torpedo yeah, out of the thing's eyes. Like, when you look at the submarine, yeah. uh, it looks like one of the torpedoes went through one of its eyes. It you know, comes out of the people eyes. in the eye, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so, I don't think they know how torpedoes work, because as soon as that, it's just going to, like, slide up the coast and not hit anything <laughs> and blow up. <laughs> it's just going right. to slide, like, right in front of them. They'll be like, okay, well, better keep walking. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. The turtles notice a torpedo like gunning at them, and it's actually a cool scene where they notice the torpedo about to come out of the water, and then something grabs it and pulls it back down, and r- turns the underwater turns the torpedo around and sends it back at Shredder's submarine, and so then it bounces off of it. It bounces. This is a <laughs> heck of a submarine. It bounces right, or the torpedo was a dud, but it bounces off of the submarine, and so. Shredder's like, well, there's somebody's here. Somebody's here. Let's get out of here. And so they go to dock it. <laughs> they go. Let's see. Michelangelo says, "We have. I bet you we have a guardian angel fish." <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. Good line. Shredder's. Yeah, Shredder's secret pier beneath the city. Okay, so they're getting. Uh, let's see, Man Ray. We don't know it's Man Ray yet, but it's Man Ray. He's putting plastic explosives on the uh, submarine. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the turtles somehow they get to the sewers where that uh, particular submarine is, mm-hmm. uh, 
and they uh, they jump into it, uh, jump into the waters, and they're trying to sneak into the submarine. And meanwhile, you've got this kind of shadow. You don't have the debut of him just yet, or the um, big page of him just yet, or reveal. Yeah. But he's still got his tape recorder. Somehow that still works. It must be yeah, waterproof. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> So he, he turns on you the know, tape even recorder. Though, even though they show him on the cover, I don't know why that – I mean, you know what this dude looks like. <laughs> yeah, true, true, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he says, lost track of time, late, serious moonlight, so bright, almost hate to do what must be done. Plastic explosive attached to sub, will detonate with harpoon uh, – with harpoon, will detonate in harbor away from the city. So he's, he's overlooking the uh, Statue of Liberty there. And then he says, must save people, must save water, must save liberty. And he jumps in, and uh, really cool shot here. I love where you can see through his eyes, his perspective. Yeah, yeah that's it almost has a Jaws feel. Like, you know, because, like, if you remember the movie Jaws, like, the, the opening title sequence of that movie is arguably in the shark's POV of it. Oh, cool. Swimming around. And that's kind of what I, you can almost hear the da da Dun, 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 you know, oh, he gets a harpoon gun and he's swimming up to Shredder's submarine, and then he gets up to this porthole viewer, and you just see Michelangelo's dumb face, <laughs> like hello, <laughs> just hi, dude. You know, just, yeah. hey man, what you doing over there? Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the abandoned car in the in the yeah. river too. That was great. <laughs> car like with a dead body in it, probably. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hence the probably the harpoon there. <laughs> yeah. Hence the harpoon, yes, exactly. But then Bebop and Rocksteady start fighting the turtles on the submarine. Yeah. I feel really bad for Bebop and Rocksteady in this one. They're getting blamed for everything. They do, yeah. And you know, man, like first off, Splinter has, Shredder has them mopping the floors in a submarine, which is <laughs> the how do you fail so hard that you have to mop the ocean? You know? Right. <laughs> How do you do? They're not that bad at their job. I mean, what do you what'd you expect? You, yeah, you hired a couple of meatheads to be meatheads. Just let them, you know. If you want to take over a bar, do that. Have them go in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, poor uh, Rocksteady, he really messes up because when the turtles fight them, they uh, they I think Donatello kicked both of them, and when Rocksteady's nose hits the side of the submarine, it pokes a hole in it. So his his horn is really strong. Either that or that steel is really weak. Yeah, well, you know, you don't have to solidify the interior. It's all about the exterior, but, you know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It would have made more sense if they, like, if he, like, took out the porthole or something like that, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Shredder, I love Shredder. He's like, ah, fend for yourself, suckers. Yeah. I'm out of here. So Bye. he just leaves Bebop and Rocksteady to die. And then the, <laughs> the Turtles, be, being nice, you know, they, they get two lifesavers and they, uh, they put it. They put it on them. Kind of put it over them to where their arms can't move, but they can still float. And Shredder, he's got like this breathing device, and he just kind of gets out of dodge while the submarine starts to sink. So as the turtles come to the surface, uh, they're swimming away from Bebop and Rocksteady, and in a way, I still feel bad for them because they're just drifting away at sea. Yeah. Well, they can still. I mean, they can still kick their way to wherever. That's true. Yeah. But it's. But would they think of that? No, they're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, one of them's gonna go upside down. One of them's going to go upside down, and then he's really screwed. (laughs) You're just going to see his legs just furiously at the air, and then all of a sudden they just go still. (laughs) Oh, that's a horrible image. That's a terrible thing, but that's just... 
that's where my head goes. So oh, that's funny. So finally, uh, on page twenty-three, we get the big reveal as Shredder's swimming away from uh, from everybody. He's like, "Ha ha, I made it!" And then he goes, "Huh? What's that?" And then we finally get the big reveal, except for the cover, of course, of Man Ray. He yeah. says, "I am the end to your twisted plans, evil one. I am Man Ray." And yeah. dude, what do you think of his design? I think he looks awesome. He is huge. He is a big. He is a big fish. You know, big that's, fish. Yeah. That's a big fish. But you know, he looks really cool, man. He looks really menacing, and like you don't know what his deal is yet. And I, just like his teeth are freaky looking. Like, just oh, I know. Baseball card sized chompers on him. <laughs> and but I love just like again like old school Ninja Turtles. Like everything was just bright and full of personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think I think it's kind of weird how his chest and abdomen area is kind of so uniform looking. <laughs> Especially, well, you know, he's ripped. Oh yeah, he's ripped. Yeah, but like uh, specifically the color scheme, because like if he was really a, a man ray, he it would just be white under there because that's <laughs> what the animal looks like. And then I start questioning why I think this kind of stuff. So. It's- <laughs> Oh yeah, so you see, I just want a touch of mut- mutagen because anybody who gets uh, mutated, they're automatically ripped. Oh, automatically ripped. Yeah. So it's I just want just like- a little bit, you know, to where I can go in the gym and uh, be completely ripped. No, you know, I don't even have to do that, man. I get a little bit of mutagen. You never have to go to the gym again. It's like that's true. I'm, I'm gonna look like that and then go to Pizza Hut. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> That's what the turtles do. Yeah, man. They <laughs> never see the turtles work out. Never, never. It's jeez. Well, you you see them train, but you never see them lifting the hard weights to get those guys. You of don't muscles. even see them train. What do they do? Donatello rigs a dryer <laughs> with like a mannequin that they stole behind Macy's. And Michelangelo lost. <laughs> Michelangelo loses. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. So, so great, great fight between Shredder and and uh, Man Ray here. No joke. Even though he is like his character kind of sucks, mm-hmm. uh, and not in a bad way. It's just that's the character for Shredder at the time. He's kind of dorky, but like he still is physically capable enough underwater. Underwater, no like, less. Yeah, hulking Man Ray. You know. But you gotta think all that armor's gotta be weighing him down. It's gotta be, but it's not. It's know? not. Yeah. So finally, Man Ray, he he gets the bright idea. You know what? Instead of beating you up, I'm just going to take away your air supply. So he just tears the um, the oxygen hoses, I guess, from Shredder. So Shredder's like, oh, no, what do I do now? Yeah. And then he grabs him by the cape and takes him up front, up top, yeah. Which is kind of – it jumps around pretty quick. So it shows Man Ray uh, – it says, must get back to water to rest because he really needs the water to survive, obviously. So he pulls Shredder out as quick as he can. And then the next slide, somehow Shredder gets behind him and he's conscious again. He goes, pardon me. And he taps on Man Ray's back and kicks him right in the face when Man Ray turns around. He's yeah. like, I always wanted to do that. And then he runs off and you've Man Ray's like. You've never done that? Just... <laughs> <laughs> All these times you've been a villain, you never kick somebody from behind? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? I, 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 don't, I think what he means is, you know, it's just like tap him on the back and then boom. I think he just. Yeah. Went. I've always wanted to be, you know, just words I can't say, and I, it would have been fun. But I can't do it. <laughs> That's like the old Shredder line. Man, it feels so good to be so bad. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> As he's running away to your fate, fool, and runs. Yeah, away. he's like, peace, I'm out. Yeah, it's, he, it's like inner Skeletor comes out, and he just, and he runs away. <laughs> so, uh, so finally, the turtles show up, and Michelangelo starts to say, "Hey, dude, are you all right?" And Man Ray, he goes, "I'm fine. Where is?" 
but he, he's already he's fading quick, so he has to get back in that water. Yeah. Uh, the the turtles say, but it looks like the five of us put an end to whatever plans he had. And Manta Ray kind of gives it away. Plans to destroy the Liberty, ruin fireworks celebration tonight. But new body difficult to speak. I must return to water. Yeah. So he goes. He jumps back into the uh, to the river, and the turtles go. Well, uh, well, friend, go in peace and thank you and so long. And then Raph goes fireworks tonight, eh? And flip on over, and that's when we see the fireworks around the Statue of Liberty. And it says, whatever he is, he's going to miss the celebration. And then they all enjoy the, the celebration, except for Michelangelo, who just wants a pizza. Yeah, which leads into the next issue when, you, you know, the Leatherhead issue. But Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I guess yeah. this happens right after that. It does, because they finally get to New York as Leatherhead gets there, and they bump it. They literally bump into him on the street as they're walking. Oh, up. yeah. Yeah. It's like the next, like, issue five through issue nine happened within the span of a day. They've had a heck of a day. It's crazy. And it's my one kind of complaint about those early issues of Adventure. I mean, it's it's not really a complaint, but, like, it's just something I've noticed specifically with this issue. They spent – the issue's 29 pages, right? They spent <laughs> literally, like, 24 pages up to the actual, like, this is the – this is, like, the actual crux of the – issue and then mm-hmm. boom, boom 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 and then it's done yeah you know, man ray shows up you finally see him and then the issue is done it's kind of like an idw comic like they spend like 20 page 25 pages talking about what's going to happen they show up for one page somebody's unconscious at the end and then they leave you know it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of exactly like an idw book so, but isn't it great <laughs> oh I thought, yeah i mean they, they know the formula obviously they certainly do you know Exactly. Nobody will notice because we'll introduce a new toy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And all will be well with the world. got him. Yeah. (laughs) What about all that explosives that must have been on (laughs) Liberty? (laughs) (laughs) No, the turtles just walk away. (laughs) Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. (laughs) Well, cool, man. So what did you think of this particular issue? I really enjoy it. Yeah, I I like – it's not dark. I mean, like, none of -hmm. of these stories, like, get super dark. Like – it never goes like full Frank Miller, you know, <laughs> Right. <laughs> which I, I do not want Frank Miller to write the Ninja Turtles because it's not Oh God. part of my morbid curiosity once. I mean, I know I would buy it, but, you know, it's just yeah. <laughs> Frank Miller. Um, Deviation is about as dark as I ever want to get with the Turtles. Exactly. Yeah, that's just you should go with it. Yeah. But like, I really like just how dark the tone is like this is Man Ray is a guy who was trying to do good. And mm-hmm. he kind of gets the screw job a little bit by getting mutated. But just like every mutant in the early Turtles history, they don't care that they're mutants. <laughs> you know, like, hey, <laughs> look at how buff I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get back to the water. He looked like a grown-up Peter Parker before he was mutated. <laughs> and uh, But I, I really do like it. The art is, the art is really phenomenal. Yes, and, I agree. You do so much more with simplicity, in my opinion. Like, I don't really care about huge detail and making it realistic looking. It's like, this is where, if the Turtles stuck with this art style just, like, forever, I would still be happy with it. I would. Oh, me too. You know, because it's just, it's something that just works. And if anything else, and and I know I'm biased because, I mean, it's the cartoon. It's inspired by Oh, the, same here. But they do so much more with it that the cartoon can't do because it's just simpler. You know, duh, it's simple, but I mean, because it's static images instead of a fluid motion animation. 
but uh, it just I, I really like it it is it, if this comic came out today nobody would like it because it's just so simple but like it it just makes me think like you know this used to be enough you know just uh uh-huh, sure bad guy shows up i want to blow that up we'll work <laughs> And that and that used to be enough for just everybody, you know, and just and it's refreshing to read this kind of stuff. That's that's why I love the adventure series so much. I mean, yeah, it does it does get a little melodramatic later on, but like at least right now, it's just super. It's simple Saturday morning fun. That's a perfect way to put it, man. And and one thing I immediately notice about these early issues of the adventure series is I'm looking at the cover right now. Of course, it's got in the top left corner, it's got Donatello with katanas. But right above that, it says uh, number five, October, one dollar, one dollar for this one book, one dollar, one man. buck, and you got all that stuff. I mean, man, I remember getting three dollars for cutting my dad's grass. Uh, what I used to do is I go to the candy store, like right up, the, right around the corner of our yeah. uh, house, and I get a bunch of Bazooka Joe and a Coke or something like that. Yeah. But man, if they had these, I could have gotten one of these, and I'd have been on cloud nine. But they just didn't have them there. But one dollar, so kids could, you know, if they did get an allowance, they could pick this up easy. So yeah. this is, this was perfect for for the demographic they were going after. The price, the whole vibe of it, the lessons that are taught, and this particular issue, I love the story because it's simple yet it works, like you said, and the artwork is phenomenal. I love Ken Metroni. and you said yeah. something about detail. I think it, it is simple in some ways as far as the, the tone goes. Yeah. But you can tell that the attention to detail in the characters' faces is designed to match that cartoon. And it's pretty yeah. meticulous. You can you can tell there. Um, between, oh, you know, yeah. What... I, I mean, I'm not saying it's simple. But simple doesn't mean bad to me. Or, oh, yeah. No, I know. You, you know, you, you get like – like you look at the idea – like the, the comparison to this nowadays is for me is uh, Mattias Santaluco. Where I can see that, yeah, it is very simple, and mm-hmm. it's very it, not simple. It's streamlined. It's like he knows exactly what he wants to do. He doesn't put too much detail in there. And then you get some people like you. Uh, you mentioned deviations. Read deviations again, and you see like every crack and scale and chip in the shell, and like you see so much in the turtle's design. Ah, oh, who drew deviations again? I can't remember who that was. I can't remember either. But it, oh. but like, look at Splinter in that, and you can like almost count every individual hair. Where like you look at Splinter in the Adventure series, and he's colored brown because he has brown hair all over him. Don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> I mean, you see the whiskers and everything else is just brown. You know, I mean, yep. You see the preliminary stuff like at the top of the head and at his goatee, but that's really yeah. not it. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, and and you get, but in your head you see that. You get all the texture there because your brain fills in the gaps. And good artist, perfect, yeah, for this kind of comic. Yeah, a good artist will show you all the detail in the world, but the a great artist, in my opinion, will show you the shapes and you it will help you see it yourself without mm-hmm. showing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what I love about this early stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love this issue. I would give this a 9 out of 10 simply because this sets the tone for a lot of what Adventures is all about. Yes. Um, A lot of mutants of the month, but the stories are memorable, and these characters are slowly but surely becoming iconic characters after their debut here. I mean, you're going to see Man Ray in the stores. You're going to see – the only one – I don't remember Chameleon being anywhere, but a lot of these characters that make these appearances in these early issues – 
you're going to see as stables of the cartoon, uh, oh. stables in the toy stores. You know, these are going to be iconic characters that yeah, people, and- 30 years later, remember. I know, and it's so weird just how different the characters were, too, because, like, Man Ray, I mean, Man Ray didn't show up in the animated series like like you had mentioned earlier, but then you see Leatherhead, and he's mm-hmm. 180 different than Leatherhead in the animated series, where, like, Leatherhead is a, pr- a product of magic, you know? He oh, yeah, true. And then Ace Duck, even though he's in, like, literally one frame of the cartoon, he wasn't an actor or anything else or a military guy, he was a wrestler. Wingnut and Screwloose are bad guys in the animated series, and they're they're part they're a founding member of the Mutanimals in the in the Adventure Comics. I I recently you want to watch a messed up episode of the Ninja Turtles animated the eighty eight series? Watch the first appearance of uh, I can't remember the episode, but find out which episode is the first appearance of Wingnut and Screwloose. And their whole thing is they took over a, a school so they could brainwash children. Wow, <laughs> I, I know, right? It's it. It is an episode with Zach, and I know nobody likes Zach, but whatever. Zach sent to this military academy, and Wingnut and Screwloose are disguised as humans, like they're literally wearing human skin, and masquerading as uh, military officials, and they're brainwashing children to create. It's kind of creepy. I know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. scary, and it's like this is this is Saturday mornings. Hey, kids, buy toys. Speaking of brainwashing, <laughs> yeah, speaking of yeah, I know maybe it's really on the nose. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's so cool to, to look at the differences and like, you know, like there are some people like I mean, Wingnut to me is a good guy because I read about him in the comics first, and I never saw that episode as a, as a kid. But you know, there's somebody out there in the world uh, that thinks Wingnut and Squealers are bad guys and just looks at them as bad guys, you know. And there's somebody who thinks that Wingnut and Screwloose are good guys because that's what it said on the package of the toy they got. Oh, and speaking of Wingnut, too, um, he was in issue two of the serial comic. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he has, wow, he's got like a machine gun. He's attacking Donatello on the cover of it. Wow, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, no kidding. Like, the Ninja Turtles have never been afraid to swing for the fences. You know, That's true. They have never played it safe. Ever. You know, sure, they, I'm with you there. They just went for it every single time. Pretty ironic that everybody wants the safe bet now, and when Ninja Turtles are trying to do something different now, everyone's crying foul. You know, mm. but that's another discussion for another time. But you know, but I'm with you there. I can definitely understand what you're saying, especially with yeah. all the all the cartoons that have come come out since the first one. So yeah, and just just the different branches everything's taken. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, good deal, man. Well, hey, that wraps up another Adventures episode and another Adventures issue. Um, So, uh, guys, stay tuned because next episode, episode 112, we will be covering – we're returning to the classic era and we are covering issue 12 from volume 1 entitled Survivalists where the story, art, inks, and tones were done by Peter Laird where he kind of covered the bulk of this issue and this issue was released in September of 1987. So with episode 112, we'll be covering that comic book. If you have any memories uh, about that particular issue you'd like to talk about, again, always uh, feel free to send us an email or give us a call. We would love to hear from you. And then hopefully in the following episode, episode 113, we'll have our good buddy Anthony Hernandez on. We're going to try to get him on one of the classic episodes. And I awesome. think we'll have 
We'll be covering one of the classic cartoon episodes at that point, so I think that'd be perfect for him. So, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. And uh, the question we all want to know is, what kind of pizza are we going to have to close out another Turley Tubular episode of Turtle Flakes, Josh? Man, we're going to go for a, a, a pretzel pizza today. So, I like that. I can remember that. Yeah, well, you better. Yeah, you always remember, <laughs> like, bananas, hopscotch, and cranberry pizza with mushrooms. But, like, I mentioned, like, two cheese pizza, and you forget what it's called. <laughs> That's selective hearing. I know. But, like, so, basically, this isn't a pizza. It's just a pretzel with... Uh, um, it's a giant like mall pretzel like you would get uh, mozzarella and pepperoni cheese baked onto it and then you get your marinara dipping sauce ooh that sounds good sounds really good oh yeah if well, anybody's ever been to the mall and went to Aunt Annie's pretzels you know exactly what I'm talking about yes well alright guys well dudes and dudettes here on behalf of Josh and myself here's to hope you enjoy your family your friends and a mega slice of Pretzel pizza with uh, some marinara dipping sauce. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga, everyone. Cool. That, what a nice guy, huh? Nice guy, yeah. Just, I never... I completely forgot that we were talking to him today. He's like, okay, you ready to talk to Brian? I was like, oh, crap. All right, yeah, sure. <laughs> I have to do what my mom told me. She's like, okay, grandma's coming over, so you got to be by grandma rules. So you got to... Okay. Grandma rules apply. Don't put your feet on the table. Don't put your elbows on the table. Don't yeah. you know, speak only when spoken to. Here we go. Don't be cussing. Yeah, don't be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, unless grandma does. Yeah. Dude, check this out. I, I, was, I found this on eBay, too. Seven, 17 bucks. Dude, like, and then when you open it up, oh it's wow, a, it's got a ballpark. It's got a ballpark inside. It's like, remember the Polly Pockets? Yeah, it's like Mighty Max. No, Mighty Max. I'm not playing with Polly Pockets. You loved Polly Pockets. You were a big fan. I remember wanting to get something like Polly Pocket. Like that's really cool. I wonder why that's a girl's toy. <laughs> and then they came out with Mighty Max. It's like that's really cool. And I bought one and I lost all the pieces. I'm like, this sucks. I'm never. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 17 bucks. You get three of the little baseball players and that uh, baseball thing. And I'm like, man, that's really cool. And it's that in good condition. Cool. Uh, I'm looking at the Turtle Shell Park. That's neat. Man, there's a – wow, there's a lot of these. Yeah. Of, they got a bebop head. They got a mini – Really? Or yeah. Uh, scroll down to uh, people who viewed this item also viewed that section. Oh, and there's, there's one that's a 1995 TMT uh, Mini Mutants Bebop Bebop Cave playset. Oh wow, yeah. There's a couple huh. of these. Yeah, they're turtles too. Yeah, wow. I remember that one of these was supposed to be Toka, you know, from Secret of the Use. Oh really? Yeah, and it was just never produced. Wow. Huh. Oh, that Bebop one doesn't come with anything. It just oh. Now <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm a sucker for this random stuff like this. And we're gonna. Oh, there's another thing I'll, I'll talk about later that I found out about the comics. So, uh, so okay. man, I guess I guess we could start off with the links. You know, uh, go okay. ahead, do that real quick. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I got some heartburn. Whew. You enjoy your family, your friends, and a mega slice of pretzel pizza with uh, some marinara dipping sauce. Calabunga, dudes. Calabunga, everyone. All right, another one in the books. I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me what the topping was. Uh, well, there, was there was a topping for the I knew it! I knew it! Oh, did I forget? Oh, jeez. I know what it is.
<laughs> well, I was pret- it was pretzel um, pizza with you said marinara sauce, didn't you? Oh, shut up. All right, never mind. So just <laughs> I said marinara, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you did. But there's also mozzarella cheese and pepperoni on it. <laughs> oh, you said that? I didn't even hear yes, you say that. You said that. You said it sounded good. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> I swear I didn't do that on purpose. I said three things. Ah, <laughs> oh, I should have wrote it down. <laughs> God. <laughs>